0: Welcome to The Mindset. On this show, we interview athletes, entrepreneurs, and other successful individuals that have the mindset to win in the face of long odds. You'll hear what drives these amazing people and find inspiration to face the challenges in your own life.
1: Today's guest is John Tomlinson, who has coached football from high school to the NFL for the last 20 years and is now the founder of Equalizer Games. His company teaches
0: quarterbacks how to play the game at a higher level with a cutting-edge mobile app. Coach Tomlinson talks about the people that have supported and inspired him on his startup journey and the philosophies that have guided him. He discusses the inspiration for Equalizer Games and the roadmap for the company's growth. Here is John Tomlinson on The Mindset. I want to welcome you to The Mindset on IG Live. Our mindset is, look, we want you to win in life and in business, and we believe that the mindset is the key to that. Athlete mindset, business mindset, it's all the same thing. If you can learn how to tap into it, you can win. But with all due respect, I have to humbly say, man, I am here with a man, John Tomlinson, with The Equalizer. Tell us about The Equalizer, what it is, and about just yourself.
1: Tell us about yourself a little bit. All right, perfect, man. So I appreciate John Tomlinson, 26 years of coaching from high school to the NFL. Has some definitely has blessed to have some opportunities early in my career that have helped set this thing up, and so with that those years of experience, I sat with my wife one day, coaching a young man in Virginia could throw the ball from the far right hash all the way to the left sideline, just could do it all, and so I'm I'm going over how to teach this kid coverages, and you know this is years ago now. I uh, I took some PowerPoint slides, made the X's and O's animate. And my wife looked at me. She said, you know what? You need to figure out how to box up how you teach. She said, because this is impressive. And so what I did with the PowerPoints is I would animate the slides, make everything move, set a timer on the slide. Boom, we would go to the next slide and it would say, hey, what's the coverage? What did you just see? Now, this is the early 2000s. And so just an idea at that time, they always say, listen to the wife. And so long time ago, I listened to her. I put it back here in my brain quarterback went on to have a successful high school career we moved to Texas years later coached at a 6a school in Texas won two back-to-back state championships coached a young man by the name of Avery Davis Avery Davis went on to play at Notre Dame He's still there now same thing came to my mind uh I'm teaching them coverages I used to break down huddle clips I I cut them up put them in a, a video and I would wait till he got to the top of his drop. Hey man, what's the coverage? What did you just see? And so this helped him build himself before he came into his junior and senior year. So long story short, at that point, I started to create a proof of concept, named the company, sat down. My wife just went through all of the detailed work. And what I realized is, you know what? I'm going to get sued because I'm using all this footage from high school clips. So thus I, I sat down with some people. I met a guy in Atlanta. His name is Marcus Matthews. He's our CTO. He used to work for Sega. We partnered, my wife and him, and we just put together a game plan. We hired a company in India to develop it. All they knew was cricket. And so very much like having that mindset, we had to teach a, a, a foreign development team how to go from just creating, you know, interactive games to a full-on football game. So, so hold on, real quick. So this
0: is – so for everybody who doesn't know, this is an actual game, but it teaches quarterbacks how to play the real
1: game, right? Is that, is, is, am I right by saying that? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And so what, what, what I've done is I've created a classroom environment, and I've coached quarterbacks 24 years of my life. And so I take them into a classroom. I teach them coverages on a whiteboard. It's animated. So you'll see everything moving around. I'll tell them the purpose of cover three, why the defense runs it, mm-hmm. And where to best attack it. So from that, they go in and they go into an interactive gameplay. So we're not madden. We're not trying to be maddened. We just want to teach you, and then you go into the gameplay to confirm your knowledge. At the at the at the halftime, at the end of the game, it keeps statistics on hey, how many coverages you got right, how many you got wrong. Now all you're doing is throwing the ball in the game, so it ends up looking like real passing stats. Hey, I was 17 of 30, which is not very good. And then it's going to tell you this is the coverage that you need to work on. You need to improve on this. So go back to the quarterback classroom, learn this coverage. And so there are levels in the game. There's a high school version, a college version, and a pro version. The timer gets faster for each version, and the coverages are more exotic the higher you go up. And so- all right, so look. All right, check this out, man. So we're talking about mindset.
0: And you you hit on so many things. I, wish, I, I want to cover all of them. But one of the things you talked about is – this develops confidence like, in these quarterbacks. Have you seen that happen? What have you seen mentally click the most in the mindset of these quarterbacks that, that use this game? Like, what, tell us about some of that.
1: So there's no question about that. The quarterbacks that I've talked to that have used it, I, and I'll tell you this, a quick stat. <clears throat> we have ambassador schools across 14 states. They've all used it. 70% of those schools qualified for the playoffs in 2019 and 2020. And so they've all said, coach, on top of what we already teach our kids, them using this tool allows them to go home and get the additional reps that they need. And so that's what the coaches feel good about. And as a quarterback coach for for virtually my whole life, I've always felt like what can I give him that he can improve on? He can go home and do on his own. And that's what this does. There are so many coaches that give them, you know, 10, 12 pages of stats, But sometimes they like the interactive piece. You know that. Kids love to be on their phone. So we're just trying to find a way to be able to give them the additional reps every day on their own, and this is the way we've done it. And all the the quarterbacks say – they all say the same thing. Coach, it helps my eyes. Now I know where I'm looking. I spent time with Hugh Jackson in Cleveland. I was a quarterback assistant there and intern. And I remember we would sit in the quarterback room, and he went over coverages. He said, hey, this is what you expect in this particular concept. When we get on the field, if they're in cover one, this is what I want you to do. I want you to throw the alert. We went on the field. We had practice. And I'm sitting back there. And the quarterback drops back. And I promise you, I know he didn't look at the coverage. You know, they have stripes on the helmet in Cleveland. And I would strike my guys intentionally when I was coaching. You could see it on film. Mm-hmm. Head never moved. <laughs> and the coach said, hey, we just went over this in the film. Did you look at how many safeties they had deep? No, coach, I didn't. So even for a pro quarterback, sometimes a young one, they make these mistakes. And so for every quarterback that I've spoken with, you know, they all said the same thing. It helps me with my eyes. I know now where I need to look. Wow, all right,
0: that's amazing, man. All right, so I want to get to you a little bit because I know this from you, man. You've been coaching quarterbacks for 24 years now. That is your safe spot. That's your happy place, right? You can do that in your sleep, right? What about business? How has starting a business gone and what mindset that you use in athletics translates over into business? But tell me about how business has started out for you because that is not really your, your
1: forte, so to speak. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. So <clears throat> when I look at the two, and, and I've, I've coached for a long time, I, I've kind of created an analogy. To me, business is like preparing for an opponent. And what you see in the analytics, the breakdown, you're like, oh, yeah, we got a plan. Everything's going to be fine. So going into business, that first quarter has not looked good. As I'm like, hey, they're not doing what we said that they were going to do on tape. I, we studied them. We have 10 games of breakdown. I haven't seen any of this. This is looking strange to me. But second quarter gets a little better. I, I meet different people in the business aspect. I communicate with different people. It's like going to the sideline and getting adjustments from my coach. I've learned how to make adjustments. So I've, I've actually taken some of the coaching behavior and the things that I've learned and incorporated that into business. And the biggest word, I think, for me from a mindset standpoint is endurance. Mm-hmm. It's going to get better. It just doesn't feel like that all the time. But it's last year at this time, it was rough. I never mm-hmm. thought about quitting because of that endurance word. My father was a a Vietnam vet, military guy. It was never any gray area with him. It was black or white. Hey man, I don't like the way you cut the grass, go out there and cut it again. That was just the way he was. He worked four jobs. Between shifts, he would come home. It's three or four in the morning. Hey, get up. You didn't wash those dishes. You think I was gonna say no? I was raised by a man, didn't have a mother growing up. There was no excuses. So it was easy to be able to take that into coaching, that endurance piece. So I, I would definitely say uh, I would definitely feel I feel like we're coming out of halftime now. We're going into a third quarter. I know it's going to get better because this year we got funding. There you go. All right. So look, all right. So for everybody out there, you know, who who was raised in that
0: super disciplined process, just like he was, right? There's some people out there. I want to ask you this: Has there ever been a time where you feel like that extreme discipline? You could have have let things happen a little more instead of trying to force things to happen. Because I know at, at times, especially as athletes, we get into this big thing of forcing things to happen. You try to force plays in, the quarterback tries to force throws in, right? And a lot of times that ends up being an interception or, or something worse, right? right? So in business, have there ever been times where even though you are disciplined and you have that that endurance, have there been times where you'd be like, man, you know what? I could have really just slow played this a little bit. Any, has ever been any times of like that?
1: Absolutely. Look, sitting in a quarterback room, you could go over everything. Like you said, still force it. Guess what? I've made those mistakes. I have. And and I've gotten engaged with people I probably shouldn't have had any business getting engaged with because we weren't on the same sheet of music. So those are some of those mistakes I've made. And I've I've actually learned how to just, all right, that's not working. Let me just back up, take my time, and let's see how this plays out and so yeah because of the mistakes i'm in a better place because i had to learn from them so, so so you're saying then i have a statement that i always say
0: man i really don't believe i've ever lost i always say i've always learned right i say life is wins and lessons not wins and losses that's right so, but you're saying those times were you know you you got in business with people that you may not have should have, you may should have not um those times where you know you kind of
1: forced things you didn't you saying no you kind of wouldn't take those things back because you learned from them? and yeah, nothing I can do about it now. And I don't regret it. Because at the time, it looked good. I thought it's almost like running inside zone. Where are you supposed to go in inside zone? Inside. All right, you read the butt of the guard or the inside leg of the tackle. It's, everybody's got different rules. But if you go bouncing it outside, to me, that's the analogy of you, you, sometimes when you go outside, guess what happens? forces the offensive line to commit a holding penalty because the play wasn't designed to do that. And now when you bounce outside, the, the, the linebacker wants that, spilling it to the side, I don't have nowhere to go. Now it's a, a negative two, three yard loss. I don't mean to get too football technical. No, man, that's so good. Like, we, we got
0: to kind of unravel that a little bit more because, for, you know, for people who are out there, especially entrepreneurs that don't know, like, you know, there are some running plays that are designed to go inside. He's saying that sometimes it looks good outside, but when you go outside, when the play and design to go outside, it causes issues on the inside. So I guess as entrepreneurs out there, what he's saying is really stay in your lane. Yes. Stay in your lane. It's so it, lo- it might look good in somebody else's lane, but if you're not developed for that lane, stay in your
1: lane. That makes sense? Yes. It, those fundamentals, though, that you're talking about, like, While I did get, I would say, the time I wasted, I don't regret it because what ended up happening is when I look at where I was last December and where I am now, we're already working on the next phase of the software for the launch in 2021. 2020, I mean, I'm sorry, end of 2019, man, I was just hoping for things to get better. But even then, I had to learn, pump the brakes, run inside zone. Throw quick game like Coach said, and, and I, I'm not gonna lie. I was trying to find some easier ways, but I already had an established format that I was taught. So all I had to do was just stick with it instead of trying to find that easy way. And and when I stuck with it, things started to slowly get better. All right. So
0: so you you've coached you coached a long time, and you coached a lot of you know a lot of great quarterbacks, and you coached with a lot of good coaches as well. All right, and so I, the best coaches I've ever been around—they always talk about mindset. They always they, and but not not so much talk about it; they live it, yeah. right? Like, there's it, it's, it's a difference between a coach who had who who tells me how to play defensive tackle out of a book, and there's another coach who's lived it, right? <laughs> Which coach have you been around that that you think that has either inspired you the most and packaged you the most, or one that's just like just something about that coach? Is there a coach out there that you uh that's
1: like that for you? So please forgive me, because I really have three, because they okay. just do. Imp- so listen, Jim Caldwell, Gene Huey, Kirby Wilson. Jim Caldwell, Gene Huey, Kirby Wilson. Kirby Wilson, current running back coach, Las Vegas Raiders. First internship I ever did was with Jim Caldwell. He gave me the opportunity. Gene Huey was a mentor while I was in the internship and knew I was a quarterback coach. And I said, Coach, I'll just stick with you, because he said – "What." John, I know you're a quarterback coach. Where do you want to go in your internship? Coach, i just stick with you. He said, no, you're not. You're a quarterback coach. That's what you are. You better get your, in that room. So I would definitely say the three of them guys taught me one particular thing. You fish for a man, he eats for a day. You teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime. Each of those guys gave me something because they saw something in me, and they just helped me to continue to push towards – the destiny that that was already set for me. So obviously, yes, I coach. I've been coaching for a long time. That is my passion, but that's my purpose also. Building this business, it's the same thing. I'm trying to teach others. I'm trying to put something into them so they can be more self-sufficient, so they know how to fish. So whether it's an old lineman, a quarterback, I want to teach them basic skills because a lot of kids don't have access to information, and that's the key in the tools that we're developing. So those are pivotal.
0: Yo, all right. So you said those three coaches. And I'll, and I'll play with Coach with Jim Caldwell, who's been my favorite coach of all time. I mean, just all time. Just the man he is, the person that he is, the coach that he is, everything about him, man. He's just a consummate, just a person that you want to play for. You. But you said, as you as a coach, you're always looking at youngsters or people that you coach or players that you coach, and you're always seeing the best in them. But you said you had a coach saw the best in you and saw something in you. I know I, you know, a lot of people don't like talking about themselves that much, but what was it in you that these coaches saw? That coach said, no, you're a quarterback coach. You go in a quarterback room. Like what was it about you that they saw, right? Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of p- former players, they never recognize their gifts and they can't – and they're scared to talk about their gifts.
1: What is it was your gift that they saw that they wanted to bring out of you? You know, that's man, that's a good question. I would definitely say from all three of them, they all thought that, that I I had a, a brilliant mind because they they've said that. So they noticed that while it's been a struggle for me to be able to maybe get the job that I wanted, you know, internship is always a setup to get an opportunity, and they know I've been grinding towards that. And so what they've all been impressed with is not just the fact that, hey, this is a bright guy. He really knows some stuff it was more so preparation and relentlessness. Because they are all, all like, man, you know, I love your constant fortuitiveness. You don't give up. You keep pushing. You keep pushing. And that's what they all said that, you know, because of that, they always wanted to be able to give more opportunities for me or help me.
0: So they saw that. They, they saw that. And then, you know, it's just so funny. Because when you see that in a player, yeah. Even though he may not be the best talent out there, like, you're going to find a way to give him a shot, right? Like, you're going to find something for him, you know, for him to shine so he can feel good about what he's doing. Exactly. Um, so, you know, so that's now nah, that's awesome to hear that coaches even do that amongst themselves. A lot of times we don't hear that. We don't right. really hear that coaches need coaching, right? You know, and I think there's some coaches who, who are out there that forget that, man, even as a coach, I still need coaching. I still need motivation. I still need somebody to talk about my mindset. So that's, no, that's really cool, man. It's just, you know, and so, you know, one of the other
1: questions that I did want to ask you was,
0: you know, as in business, in business now, you've been in business for what? For how many years now with, with Equalizer?
1: The company started in 2016. We were doing okay. concepts uh, as far back as 2015. The software launched in 2019. Okay. So it took about a year to develop it. So 2018 was a year of development and then rolling out, you know, commercials and trying to find adopters and stuff. But we really got going, hit the ground with the software in 2019 with our beta product that we have now.
0: All right, so I'm gonna ask you the same question in two different ways, all right? So we'll talk about the business part first. If you could go back to 2015 or, or, you know, 2019, whenever you really feel like you started this, if you could go back and you could talk to yourself you know, you could be face to face with yourself five years ago, and you could say, All right, you know what? You need to do this differently because down the road, you're going to have this is going to happen. You need to do this differently, or you need to have this mindset. What would you tell
1: your former, when you first started business, what would you tell yourself? Start earlier. Stop listening to people. Let me tell you, listen, my wife pushed me towards trying to do this in 2008. Now, the first story I told you about the PowerPoints and getting the Xs to move and the Zs and the line pass setting, that was 2008. I would definitely say to anyone that's running a business, stop listening to people that don't add value to you. Don't do it. God gave you a seed. He put it in you for a reason. That crazy thought that you have, that's the thought that you're supposed to run with. So I would definitely say, uh, because it's there, it's inside of you, it is operating and functioning for a purpose. So live it up. Some of my most creative thoughts are at like two or three in the morning. And so now I get up and write them down. Mm-hmm. And for years, when we started developing this, all my crazy thoughts happened in. Remember, the team in, it was in India. So I went to bed every night about midnight and we were on Zoom chats. And then I got up, we would talk again while they were leaving work because they're 12 hours ahead of us. So I would definitely say, don't listen to everybody. You already have the idea. It's already set inside of you. You have to surround yourself with people. And as I, you know, conveyed to you, I am working on trying to just be around the right people. You know what I mean? That, that, that trying to move fast and, and get to know people or trying to get here. Well, that was that sweeping out the garage. Now I've cleaned all that out. Now I'm working on, okay, you understand our concept and what we're trying to do. We want to partner with the right people. Right relationships will help grow further. Man. Yo, that's so, man. That,
0: oh, that's so powerful. You know, one of the things that he said uh, ain't, you know, not to go hyper spiritual, but he said, you know, God put something in everybody, all right? And so I like to say this uh, for a lot of entrepreneurs who are out there. It's just a lot of people are so focused on, you know, making money or the money. Money, money is the goal. Money is the goal. Well, really, I like to say that money is nothing but the gathering power of thought, idea, and creation. That's right. Those three things: thought, idea, and creation. Thought leads to ideas. Organized thoughts lead to ideas. Ideas form into creation. Creation forms into money. Like, wow. and that, and that, and that's the order. So, like, and this is what he's saying. He's saying that this came about really in 2008 when his wife. So listen to his wife. We also listen to our wives' husbands. Remember that, right? <laughs> and then, but still, still, it never, that, that thought, that seed never died. It never died. It might have just been underground for five or six years, but it never died. And he still went on that thought till it became a real formalized idea. And now it's a real creation. And the creation is growing every single day, every day. All right. So, man, that's, that's awesome, man. I, that gets me excited right there. And then, you know, if, now if you could go back to your younger self, the young athlete, the young you, right? And you could just look back and say, hey, boy, this is what's coming in the future. You might want to try this differently, or you might just want
1: to take this mindset and really focus on it more. Where right. would that thing be? It, 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 it would. I would definitely say, so I said start early was one thing. Uh, I would think the other thing for me is, is hmm, try to partner early with people who, who are in the same space. I was afraid to do that because I was like, man, I don't want to, I don't want everybody knowing what I'm doing. I'm trying to protect it. I probably should have just done a little bit more research early on, as you said, when I'm talking to myself, you know, spend a little bit more time researching to see who those people are. I've been fortunate because I got aligned with a, a former gaming program manager and expert of sports games. So he's on the team. So, it helps to have somebody that helped develop the first Madden and the first NBA Live or NBA 2K. Uh, so I don't have to worry about that. So partnership is still important. Relationships matter. So while I was sitting in that dark room trying to figure out and contemplate whether I really wanted to do it, I should have spent more time early. I, I wrote out the plan, but I should have spent a little bit more time just trying to trust a couple of people who were in my circle who, who still are in there now to try to get to some people that would help lift it earlier. So, as I said, one, stop listening to all those doubters. Number two, write the plan down. The plan now is a deep dive and it's ready to go.
0: Uh, yes, sir. So, nah, that's- that that that's, that's that's so good, man. And I tell you, you know, again, uh one of the things you said, man, you said that you wish you, would have, you wouldn't have kept it so tight-knit or so secretive, so to speak. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you know, in, the, in the African-American community, especially, we have this mindset of like, hold on, man, don't tell everybody your dreams so people are going to kill your dream. Like that's we have that we we have that mindset, and I tell people all the time, man, break out of that mindset because you never know the person that you tell will be the exact person that's the Sega that's the Sega developer, right? Thanks. You never know that person that you tell will be the you know my co-founder, my partner Brian Warner. Like you just never know what those things happen. If it's for you, can't nobody steal it, right? Like see, nobody can steal it if it's for you. Thanks. And so you know, and, and that's what I say, man. So. All right, we got to wrap it up, you know, in a, in a little bit. But I do want you to tell us, like, what does the equalizer need? Like, what, what will put, you know, jet fuel on you in order to have you taken off and, and be in every college, high school, you know, NFL locker room on every game? Like, what do you need most right now that
1: will really get you there? All right, well, this is perfect. So, so now that we did receive funding this summer, we're about a third away from finishing up a round of funding. With the rest of that funding, we would be able to finish our whole product, all right? And in doing that, that would allow us to be able to be in every high school, every small college uh, for those who need the product because the way the product is developed, it allows the coach to speak with the player when the player is away from the facility. Now the player can gamify and have an interactive experience just like he did at practice. And so that's the way the tool is designed. It's really replicating practice If it's seven on seven, that's what you're going to see. If it's inside run, that's what you're going to execute. If it's against the scout defense, that's what you're going to see. And it's going to be catered toward the opponent that you're playing. Mm. Coach has an interface. They can customize it however they want. We're giving them a car with the keys. They can customize the experience for their players. And they can get on a call just like this, and they can watch their player playing. So for us, we just need to – hopefully partner with someone who understands what we're trying to do, hopefully in this sports space to finish that funding and launch the, the rest of the tool. And that's the goal. And then when we've mastered football, we have other tools that we're releasing in the two year, two year, three year, four. So that to me is the goal right now is to finish the funding, to get the product developed, because guess what? Software costs money. I'm not selling oranges. My wife is not in a lemonade stand. We're not selling COVID masks. We're developing software solutions for coaches and their players because now more than ever, what we're doing is extremely important because they have to have something more than just, you know, hey, coach, I got my scouting uh, stuff. They don't want to just read it. They want to interactively deal with it, and it doesn't always have to be just in VR. So I would definitely partnership.
0: I'll tell you, man, for everybody out there who's listening to this, I mean, it just seems like the time is right because just even high school, college sports, or whatever, there's been so many practices that have been on Zoom now. Right. Right. Like, even, and there's so many meetings that are on Zoom. So now, this, you know, now John has this software that is able to be practiced without feeling like practice. I mean, it just seems like the time is right for you to just take off, man. If there's anybody out there, you know, of course we'll be on The Game Network. We always, always, always do our best to share our wealth of knowledge and and, and share if it it comes out to an investment with people just like you. But founders, I wanna tell you this. One thing that he talked about when I said, what do you need? He said at the end of his description, we need funding. It wasn't at the beginning and always remember that as a founder. You, if somebody asks you that question, you want to let them know the plan, the detailed plan. Every dollar is spent before you ask ask for the dollar. And that is exactly what it did. So founders, mindset in terms of how to raise capital, that is so, so key. That when you don't just ask somebody for money, tell them about the entire plan, about how every dollar is spent. And then you say, this is what it's going to cost in order for that to execute. Right. John. Man, thank you for being on The Mindset. This has been, man, this has been wonderful for me, man. We're talking football. We're talking business. We're talking sports. And anything that we can do to help you, man, as always, we're always here for you. Appreciate
1: you. Thank you very much for your time, Andre. All right. See y'all next time. Peace. All right, now.